0: Jesus, Jesus, we thank you that you're showing us things to come. You're giving us insight and showing us your perspective of the things that are happening now. The revelation that you have, Lord, will set us free. So we thank you and praise you. Jesus' name. Did you ever hear of such a thing? A groom getting ready for the wedding. But the bride isn't. Why is he just getting ready and we're not? That doesn't make any sense. Is it because you don't believe he's going to show up? That he's going to stand you up at the altar? Is that why? Because, is it because the bride doesn't think she has to do anything? Or does she even know that she's been proposed to? If she doesn't get ready, then she's not going to get married. And a bride that doesn't get ready for a wedding really has no intention of getting married. And so really what we're doing is we're letting the Word of God go in one ear and out the other. Jesus said, will you marry me? You said, yes. Jesus, come. Live on the inside of me. Be my God. I want to marry you. I want to live with you forever. And so Jesus, he's faithful. He comes and lives on the inside of you. And then before you know it, you've betrayed him. You've walked away. You forgot all about him until all of a sudden you needed him. All of a sudden something happened and you needed him. And then you called out to him, and he was there for you. He's always there for you. He called out to you, and you called out to him, and there he was, right there. Your knight in shining armor. Yet, you're not getting ready. And the reason you're not getting ready is because, really, you don't know you were proposed to. You just think that you should call him when you need something. You don't really get to know him, even though he's always showing up when you call up. At first, anyway. He he's right there for you. And you really don't notice any change until all of a sudden, what happened? How come you didn't do this for me? Where'd you go? Jesus. And he said, Well He would say, well, you've ignored me. You said you're going to marry me, and we don't go out on dates anymore. You don't engage with me. You have no idea what I'm thinking, what I'm going through. It's all about you. A relationship is a two-way. A two-way relationship, that's what a relationship is. It isn't just about one person and not the other person. When you said you would marry me, I started making plans so that we could live in oneness. We're engaged, and if if we're engaged, then we spend time together, and we get to know each other, and we prepare for that day that we're going to be together. That's what it's about. If we want to live with Jesus forever, then we have to get ready for that day. We have to prepare to move into the Holy Kingdom. Either that or we're preparing to live in hell. It's just one way or the other way. There's no other choices. And so Jesus is calling out, Hey, I'm coming for my bride that one without spot or wrinkle. You can't get rid of the spots and the wrinkles. You can't get rid of the defects in your life, the the defeated mindset, unless you're united with him, unless you and him are working together to be recreated and his likeness getting out those spots and wrinkles. But as it is, he's preparing to come and. He's not being shown his bride. You can't see him. He doesn't know you. And he's going to say that, I didn't know you. We weren't engaged. You weren't preparing. Yeah, you did some religious things that you thought maybe I'd want. Done. But the thing is, is you couldn't hear me. You can't hear him unless he's living on the inside of you. And after you say that prayer, he's there. But after a while, since you're not heeding his voice, Revelation 3.20, since you're not heeding his voice, he's gone. He leaves because You've broken that engagement to him. You weren't faithful to him. In order to be ready for that wedding, you have to show your truth faithfulness. You can't be dating other men. Having other gods before him. You can't be distracted. Really, if you're not getting ready for Jesus, you're dating the enemy. You really are. You're hanging out with him, Jesus said, to the Pharisees, to the religious rulers. Your father is the enemy, the devil. Because you're united with him, fellowshipping with what he tells you is true. You're letting him exalt above the true knowledge of God. You're not taking captive your thoughts. When you ask Jesus, come live on the inside of you. When you ask him, and then you heed his voice, Revelation 3.20. He said, I'm going to come live on the inside of you. I'm knocking at the door of your heart, and I will come and live on the inside of you if you heed my voice. Check it out, Revelation 3.20. He said, then I will dine with you. What does that mean? He's going to be there with you for dinner, for lunch, for supper, breakfast. He's going to be there. He's going to be there for you. Jesus said the counselor would come and fill you. He would counsel you. He would tell you only what Jesus told him to tell you. Be your standby your counselor. Anything you need. There all the time. But if you don't heed his voice, he's going to move out because you're not engaged anymore. When you're engaged, he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you what he's thinking. He's going to share his heart with you. But, you know, you don't share your secrets with someone you know that is just using you. Right? There's people in your life, you know, they're just using you. You don't tell them anything other than, you know, just what it's okay that they know about you. You're not going to tell them how you feel your heart's desires. You're not going to tell them you're grieving. Jesus is coming and we have to know who we're getting married to. You have to be engaged with him now. You can't wait till the last minute to get ready for your wedding. You can not at the last minute when you see him. And then you have the understanding. Say, oh no, oh no, oh no. I changed my mind. I want to get married. I need more time. And it'll be too late. He's asking you to get ready ahead of time. He's saying, have an ear to hear. Pay attention. Soon the trumpet will sound, and where will you be? As in the day of Noah, doing everything but getting ready for the king, Noah worked hard to build that ark. The kingdom of God is taken by force. You have an enemy, you are in a war. The enemy wants to stop you, and he can, especially. He can easily stop you, especially when you don't know what's going on. He comes dressed as an angel of light, tries to make you think it's God. He's God. Everything's okay. And he even comes into your thinking and talks to you. And he tells you things that he wants you to do so that you're rejecting God without realizing it. He doesn't want you to know what you're doing. He doesn't come all dressed up as He is, and say, hi, I'm the devil, and I'm deceiving you. He doesn't do that. He's deceiving you, which means he's tricking you into thinking you don't have to get ready. You've been a Christian for 40 years. You don't have to get ready. You're ready. You're just waiting. You're ready to go. You know, some people have that concept. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm so ready to get out of here. I can't wait to be there. Well, Peter says, if you're ready and you're waiting, Since you're expecting these things, be eager to be found by him in his coming without spot or blemish and at peace and serene confidence from the fears and agitating passions and moral conflict. When you're engaged with Jesus and you're doing what he's telling you to do, you have that serene confidence, that peace. You're happy. You have joy and contentment because you know you got the keys to the kingdom. You know what's going on. You heard Jesus speak to you just a second ago. Every second, he's telling you things to come. He's saying yes to this and no to that. He's leading you, guiding you, and righteousness. And so you are filled with his joy and his peace. You're not agitated. Things don't make you angry because you know they're tests. The enemy is testing you. Angry to the point where you sin. You don't get stirred up like you used to because you know. He's working everything out for your good. You know the enemy is coming to tempt you and test you. And you know you should count it all joy. You're going to grow in strength. You're going to be like Jesus. You're going to look like him. You're going to look like the groom. You're going to look like his bride. When you sit with him and you get his direction and you do what he's telling you to do, you're going to be that bride without spot or wrinkle. You're going to be ready when the groom gets here. If you if you don't sit with him, you're not gonna know how to get ready. You're not gonna have instruction. You're not gonna have peace and joy. You're gonna be distressed. You're gonna be asking everyone to pray for you. Because you can't hear him yourself. You can't hear him tell you the instruction you need to do to get that answer. It's okay to have. Prayer, it is certainly okay to have prayer. But you have to hear him yourself. You have to hear him tell you. The reason you're having this issue with your heart is the way you're eating. Cut this out. The reason not you're, you're not ready is because you're gossiping all the time. Stop doing that. The reason you're broke is because you keep using your credit card and you don't pay it off. The reason this is happening and that is happening, he's going to tell you and you can get it right and you can get spots and the wrinkles out. You can look like him. You can do things in the manner in which he does. His ways are higher than our ways and we don't know them unless he's telling us. You can't read somebody else's book or or um, listen to someone else's sermon and place of hearing Jesus yourself. Sure, he may speak through them people, those people. but you want to hear him talk to you individually. And if you don't, you're not going to be ready when he gets here, and if you're not ready when he gets here, you can't get married. It's not just come living on the inside of me. And take me to heaven when you get here, and I'll see you then. No, you're engaged to be married, which means you do things together. You have fellowship. You ask questions. Lord, why couldn't we cast him out? He said, because of your littleness of faith. Because of your littleness of understanding. You need to get more understanding. Jesus gives you the understanding. You know, a couple words from a good sermon could get get it started. He uses what you look at, what you see. And he could use just like three or four words to tell you something. You got to pay attention. What you put before your eyes is what he will use. Put your attention on him. Look to him. Don't be just... uh uh-huh. I I just was reminded of a vision I had when my mom was exiting from this life to that life, and she couldn't decide. This is what he showed me by the vision I just saw her roaming around, just in the clouds, walking on clouds, picking flowers, and, you know, just being all nonchalant and kind of like, you know, whatever, Whatever it is, it is, and what will be, will be the Doris Day song. Anyway, um, I was asking him, you know, why it was taking her so long to leave and what was going on. And he said she couldn't make up her mind. First she asked him to take her. She wanted to go to heaven. And then she dwaddled. She couldn't make up her mind. So until she made that decision, She couldn't go. God doesn't force his will on us. There's so much to understand. But first of all, what he's saying is you got to make a decision. He said, will you marry me? Did you ask him to come live on the inside of you? And then did you disengage? Will you marry me? Can I come live on the inside of you? And get you ready for the most beautiful day of our lives, where we are together forever with no more sorrow, no more pain. If you don't want to go now, before your time, if you want the best life ever, then be healthy, do healthy things. You know, so many people get sick because of the way they treat their bodies. And then they end up in the hospital and nursing homes. And, and it takes forever for them to get ready to go. Because they didn't know what happened, what they did. We're ignorant without him. We forget things. So anyway, beloved, since you are expecting these things, be eager to be found by him at his coming without spot or blemish. You know, so often people say, oh, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. But he's saying to be perfect without spot or blemish. And his definition of perfect is mature. To be without spot or wrinkle. Have we done all he told us to do? Do you forgive? Do you gossip? Have you grown past that? Then are you doing his work? He said, you do what I was doing. Are we doing that? Are we ready? No, we're not. Have you given up everything for the gospel? The rich man said no. And he didn't didn't stay to find out what Jesus all had to say. The disciples said, well, then who can enter into the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus said, no one who gives it up won't receive a hundredfold return in this lifetime. So what you're doing is laying down your life and getting involved in Jesus's life. You say you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. So then why don't you care about what he cares about? Why is the relationship just about you? You're going to him as if he's Santa Claus and getting what you want from him. And then you leave for a whole year. And then you come back on his birthday, and ask for more stuff. He's committed to you. He thinks about you all the time. He's getting ready to marry you. And if you don't show up at the altar, he's going to be sad. He's already grieving. He knows who's going to show up and who's not. Just like in the day of Noah. God forgot about Noah for five months he was grieving. Jesus is grieving now before it happens because he knows who's getting ready and who's not. He's separating the sheep from the goats. He's frustrated. He's trying to get a message to you. Will you be faithful to me? I've asked you to marry me. You've accepted. Now you've walked away. My heart is aching. Are you going to leave Jesus at the altar? Being recreated in His likeness, I just want to say to you, is the most beautiful thing ever. It sets you free. It gives you happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. There's no more guilt, really. No sorrow, no pain. Even right here on the earth when you're walking in the Spirit, When you know the things of God that the world doesn't know. And when you know them, he wants you to tell them so they can know. So he can come live on inside of them and be their God. And show them happiness, peace, joy, contentment. Do you get out of bed and it's just hard? You don't want to get out of bed. You have nothing to look forward to. The stuff that's going on, you hate it, and you just want it to go away? It's because you're living without him. You're living in the flesh. When you walk in the Spirit, you're going to get up to his voice, his encouragement. If you're going through a test, he's going to still encourage you, so you don't get weary and well-doing. It's only a test and you're going to get through it. Just remember that. And then you'll be able to get up and have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. It's what you focus on. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then you can do that right now. If you already asked him, or anytime, if you already asked him and and you became disengaged, if you betrayed him, You can recommit now. There's still time. Until that day that he comes, there's time. And we don't know if that's tomorrow. You don't know the wedding date, so that's why you got to be ready ahead of time. You don't know the exact date. So you need to be ready ahead of time. Get ready because when he comes, it's too late. It's too late to get ready. It's too late. You're going to wish he didn't come. You're going to wish you didn't think on your own, well, I got time. I got time to make it right. You don't know that. You don't know that now. We have choices, like I was telling you about my mom, and you, you have a choice to follow him and live with him for eternity. You have that choice. And then when he comes, you will, you will reap what you, what you made choice of. You will get what you decided you wanted. Heaven or hell. You'll get to live with him if your choice is that now and you commit to him and get ready. But you don't get to live with him if you didn't get ready. All choices stop then. Now it's too late. We will see his anger that day. It's, it's it's scary. Read the book. Get ready. Start with reading the book. Ask for understanding. Because you can't understand it without him. Revelation 3.19, he said he corrects those he loves. He's going to instruct you. you have to be willing to take that instruction, to be corrected without being offended. If you're offended, it doesn't, doesn't work, doesn't count. If you're offended, you're listening to the enemy. He's showing you really how to be saved. It's not just a prayer. Let's pray, Jesus. Thank you for showing us things to come, for getting this message to us. Thank you for warning us that you are coming, and now is the time to make that choice. Whether we will marry you or not, whether we will be engaged with you or not, whether we'll be a part of your life or not, thank you for showing us. Come and live on the inside of us. Be our God. We commit to you now. To not, this not just be a prayer. But a commitment. We're going to lay our old life aside and walk with you. From here on out. And be ready. For that day. To stand. Before our groom. Without spot or wrinkle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good to us. He so much loves you. And he's trying to get this message to you to hurry up and get ready for the wedding. The bridegroom is coming. Your groom is waiting for you to be ready. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.